Thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode, oh yeah, it's an old friend joining us. That's right, Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports is in for his weekly chat here on the Locked On Spartans podcast because he is awesome. All right, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my green and white Spartan friends. How on earth are you doing on this beautiful Wednesday? That's right, October 20th. Uh, This is the Locked On Spartans podcast, as I'm sure you already know. Um, I would take some crazy... Missed clicks to accidentally fall on this podcast, but hey, if this is how you found yourself here anyway, hi, welcome, nice to meet you. Uh, my name is Matt Sheehan, uh, I'm the host of this here podcast, and before going any further, just want to thank you uh, for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. You guys are the best, uh, but we already knew that. Come on, you guys are Spartan fans, Spartan fans are the best, it only makes sense. Um, on today's show, yeah, to Stephen Brooks, the man, the myth, the legend, he is in to chat with us for the full show here. Uh, we go over everything. First, I, I stall a little bit at the beginning. We, we talk about uh, just internet bantering with Michigan fans, uh, noon kickoffs, stuff like that. And then, yeah, eventually we get to the meat of the conversation, talking about Mel Tucker. Does it distract the team with his coaching uh, rumors going on at LSU? Uh, is the offensive line really that big of a concern? Will it affect the offense long term? Uh, all that fun stuff. So yeah, Steven's obviously um, a great football mind and we love talking to him. And well, I know you guys love listening to him because hey, some of our best shows here the last month are the ones with Steven included in them. And that's not a surprise really because yeah, Steven's the best. Um, all right, guys, before we get to our chat, just need to politely ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Once again, this is the Locked on Spartans podcast. We do this five days a week, <laughs> that's right, Monday through Friday, even here on a bye week. Uh, later on this week, like tomorrow's show, uh, I chatted up with Andrew Wade of Locked on Hawkeyes. Uh, it's Iowa's bye week too, so me and Andrew, we just talk about the Big Ten as a whole. Talk a little bit about Iowa, a little bit about the Spartans, and a lot a bit about just what else is going on in the conference. And on Friday's show, oh yeah, we got former player Mark Dell, and that's right, three-time Paul Bunyan Trophy winner Mark Dell uh, in for a little chat, so that should be a fun one too. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's finally get to what we're going to be doing on today's show. That's right, chatting it up with Stephen Brooks of Twenty Four Seven Sports. Once again, being held hostage here on the Locked On Spartans podcast. Yes, that is Stephen Brooks on the other end. He has agreed against all odds to come here and talk with me for another week. Stephen, how you doing, man? You, you enjoying the bye week? What's what's been going on in your life? Let's 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 talk about Stephen here for a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm I'm doing great. I'm making the most out of this bye week. Um, I got a lot of home. You know, I think I talked about it on here before. I moved recently, so I got a ton of home improvement type of things to do. Uh, projects I've been wanting to do, projects that are half started, uh, projects that I've been thinking of or just stumbled upon. So uh, all sorts of home improvement stuff uh, has me busy. I'm trying to make the most out of this week and and get better on my bye week. As a as a, I'm sure you know, a bunch of coaches are going to say this week. Look at like look at you, man. You, you make magic with, with your fingers when you're typing away stories on twenty four seven sports, and you're also just a, a craftsman, if you will. Look at you go, man. That's that's you what know, I see. That's the problem too. I'm horrible at all this stuff, so okay, it perfect. takes twice all as right. long, uh, and then I have to redo <laughs> half of it. So it takes you know whatever, multiply that out four times as long. 
it's it's not good. It's so I'm, there's learning on the job going on. Um, Perfect. All sorts of stuff, but yeah, it's like I said, got to make the use of this week. Well, your week started probably off on the best note that it could start on for a writer, as the Michigan Michigan State game was announced to be a noon kickoff. Now, that's that's you know you are you know about to get married you propose that's, that's got to be a bigger moment than like proposing to your fiance right like hearing that a game's going to be at noon for a sports writer or am i overshooting <laughs> the excitement level there for you guys uh it's right up there i mean for sure yeah, yeah it's a 1a 1b situation rank them anywhere you want <laughs> <Sure>. um, <laughs> but yeah that's, i look i really like i've said before i really don't care yes i prefer them at noon for my own sake but i don't try to rain on people's joy because i know that it's a, it's a cool deal when it's later but my goodness i could not believe the <laughs> legitimate feelings in, in in passion that was going on on twitter when that came down my lord i mean it it was yeah. it was beyond satire like i was like what is these are, are is this real and it was like i mean i get it but the, but the furor over it, the, mm-hmm. the the temperature of it all like i can understand being bummed or whatever having your preference but Oh my gosh! People had some it, thoughts. It, it was it was vicious on both ends too. Like beat reporters are yelling at the fans. Fans are coming back even meaner to the beat reporters. It's just like oh my god. <laughs> so like I feel like it's a great temperature though of like what the following week's going to be. Like this week has been insane on Twitter. Hand off. I, I'm I'm part of the the problem here. Like I I know this. I'm, I'm self aware. But like I, I feel like people losing their minds that much over kickoff time. Like uh, is this the this has got to be the most highly anticipated MSU football game since. What like the big the, the college football playoff? 15, I guess like, yeah, it's gotta be fifteen. Yeah, yeah, and it's like like you said, we still have a whole week to go. Um, on paper, of course, it's an excellent matchup, but like you know, as as you well know, as as maybe you're even uh, responsible for, there, there's so many emotions and storylines and anecdotes and oh. and jokes to be had. You know, there's there's so much on the line here because Michigan folks want to want to get revenge. I mean, I think a lot of people mm-hmm. were probably embarrassed by how that went last year, and obviously they had, didn't have a good season. Michigan State didn't have a good season. Michigan State's like, ooh, if we can go two uh, two and zero on these guys and, and prove it was for real and double down like I said Mel Tucker would be the first one to ever to, to first Michigan State coach to ever go 2-0 and against Michigan I mean and I don't have to keep going on and on, and on but like you know there's there's so much uh storyline involved here on each side of this one too uh just with with the circumstances of it all with what Michigan State has going on what Michigan has going on in, in the recent history uh, of, of both schools and obviously you're an esteemed journalist you don't get into the mud like us uh plebeians <laughs> do uh, what though as you look into this what is your favorite part or guess what's the funniest part of the whole squabbling between us michigan state fans and those uh michigan fans I'll, I'll i'll be nice for this week next week i'll take the top off the defense but yeah for the the michigan fans um i i think it's just that the that the it's the circular logic sort of and that the, there's never a conclusion to anything no, there can't be right. you know no. because it's just the goalpost move well look at what we did from this time we'll look about mm-hmm. look at this then okay we'll look mm-hmm. over here and then we beat you this time and then there's it never ends there's never an end to it like and like because i just yeah you know when i observe it and i try to draw like okay where's this gonna go or is there any is there any reasonable discourse going on here is anybody listening but that but that's the thing too is, is you can just keep moving the goalposts and this and that and there's so many there's a you know, hundred jabs that each side can throw um, and it just keeps going. It's perpetual motion. It just never stops. So that that's always entertaining. The game itself is always usually well, not always throughout our lives, but but it, mostly a blast. I mean, it's uh, especially the last 
15 years or so, 12, 15 years. I'm not just saying Michigan State success there, but I mean, there's been some really dang good games in that series. And if there were not, you know, when, when Michigan State was getting pounded back in our, our childhood, our youth. But um, so, yeah, like I said, it's it's the game itself is always a blast. But and then, and then it's, it's it's for whatever reason, it's ripe for shenanigans. Um, and somebody's always going to do something. Oh, yeah. And it's, oh, yeah. you're just kind of waiting around uh, the corner to see what's going to come. And because every couple of years, somebody pours some gas on this whole deal. And it doesn't need any more. But sure enough, it comes. And, and I don't have to re, uh, retrace the history. But we all know every few years, there's something. And it, it just keeps it alive and well. And we will be back in a hot second with our guy, Stephen Brooks. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That's right, guys. We're talking about the college sports daily fantasy leader. Prize Picks offering more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid-major players you've not ever heard of. So, how do you do Prize Picks? How do you play? Well, go to the App Store or Google Play and download the app. From there, send in your deposit, but uh oh, oh, oh. no, we got a promo code for you. That's right. Smash in promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on. And that is going to get you a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. From there, you pick two to five players over under on their projected stats, like rushing yards or interceptions thrown, touchdown passes, what have you. And it's just you against those numbers. You're not going up against anyone else's lineup. Nope. You pick your, your players, their stats, and bang, you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Uh, guys, you can also make your picks in 60 seconds or less because who doesn't like, you know, doing it quick. And Prize Picks offers safe and fast withdrawals. So do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and once again, use promo code locked on or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay, back when you were in high school, did you ever do this thing that I would do sometimes? Like, you know, you have a quiz that day or an assignment that you didn't do or are not prepared for. So you try to talk to the teacher and try to shave as much minutes off the clock as possible to see if you could filibuster the whole class and never get to the quiz. Or the thing that you really don't want to do incident for you? Or, I mean, it can't just be So we had a physics teacher who we we learned that if you – he would go off in these tangents about, like, personal finance and Roth IRAs and, like, investing right in the middle of, like, uh, centripetal force (laughs) or whatever we were talking about. So we learned that, and somebody would just try to steer him that way and be like, uh, you know, I really want to save for my future or something like that, and it would be like, boom. Uh, class is basically canceled and he was he was totally lost at that point so yeah we we had one guy like that 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 is a sterling example right there because that's what i've been doing um to start this little chat here because i i really don't want to address it uh because it scares me a little bit but i we have to it's it's the mel tucker rumors and i'm I'm sure you're rolling your eyes uh because yeah we got to talk about this on a bye week and i'm sure all this is just all sorts of fun for you guys on the uh, michigan state beat but not, not, I don't want to talk about like, okay, will he take the job? Will he not? We'll figure that out in December. But how much does this impact a team, do you think? I mean, and I've said it a few times in the podcast, so you can check me if I'm reading too much into this, but some players said that, yeah, we kind of were looking ahead to the Michigan game for a while. Like, okay, so if you go from that to now, hey, is our coach going to be here next year? Do you think that kind of throws off the team's mentality going into this week? Or how do you read this whole situation from a player standpoint, I guess? I'll stop rambling, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of personally, like I'm not in the room, so it's, it's, it's but it's just yeah, based right. on what I do know of and just being around teams and covering this type of stuff. I mean, I just don't, I have a hard time. I think it's a little overblown, you know, that, okay. that, that part of it in terms of a, impacting a player's performance. Like, 
you know, I, I just have a hard have a hard time believing that like the that Peyton Thorne's out there and like misses his read because he's thinking about whether Mel Tucker is going to be there. You know, like fair, I think fair. these guys when they're in practice, like they're locked in. Like if especially if they're in the Michigan game, third and three, you know, and and Daxton Hill's up on the line. They, is uh, is Jalen Naylor going to drop a pass because he's like, oh shoot, is Tuck going to be here next year? Like so that to me, I don't know. It, it's it. I'm sure it might. It might have a small, small, small effect in some way, um, and just maybe just, but, but not, but not in terms of really like performance and preparation and everything. I, I just think that's a little overblown. Um, I'm sure it'll be talked about. I mean, these guys all have Twitter, they all have Instagram. They can see it all. They have eyes. They can read. Um, but the big, I mean, look, they, they want to go. They want to beat Michigan. Like they want to, they want to do all these. They want to win championships for themselves, if nothing else. Like, all right, whatever talks going. Like you know, hypothetically. Like, hey, I still want that ring. You know, I'm still trying to go to the NFL. So I, I don't, I, I just, yeah, I, I get it. But, um, and I also think Tucker will be pretty real with them too. I think they'll, they'll be, yeah. he's, he hasn't shied away from anything, whether it's Heisman Trophy talk, which is just, you know, stuff that Michigan State's not used to uh, having out in the open or here's where we, you know, he, he's very transparent about everything that's going on. I would think that that would remain the case with this especially just to to ward off something like that if he does think it could be an issue but like i said in general i sort of think when i really put myself in their shoes like mm, you know i might be eating dinner that night and say man that'd be a bummer if coach isn't here next year but when i when the helmet's on and the pads are on i'm kind of like I, I don't even know if it would cross my mind so how would it affect my performance See, that's that's why we love having you on because you uh, talk to the chicken littles of the world, like myself, uh, that panic about every single little thing, and uh, you kind of you kind of calm us down, Stephen. So thank you for that. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, my health insurance will be in contact with you for uh, therapy billing. So perfect. Um, we'll get more into like the minutia of the MSU Michigan breakdown next week, um, if, if you want to join, of course. But before that, let's talk about what happened in last game, and you got to check me on this too if this is something worth freaking out about. But the offensive line. Ew, that was not a brilliant game from them on Saturday, I would say. Um, is that the biggest worry with this Michigan State team going forward, or is there something that you even saw that might concern us a little more than the offensive line? Or do you not think the offensive line is as bad as I'm making out to be? You can answer it that no, way. I'm, no, I'm, no, no, I'll stop you right there. I'm right there with you. Um, okay. I think this might be the first time this season that you've, that you've come to me with one of these like hey. these, these, <laughs> these uh, over overblown fan things and where whatever, and I've agreed. But, yeah, I mean, I'll – I'll sound the sound the alarm uh, the alarm too. I mean, I, that was concerning. I think, Not and good. that you know, to me, they were that was the biggest the biggest. You know, the receivers had some drops and, and everybody made mistakes, but uh, they you know the way that the inconsistency in that game um, was the biggest reason. I think it was such a rock fight. So if Indiana, you know, the way I think about it is, if Nebraska can do that to you, if Indiana can do that to you. Um, I think that's kind of like the blueprints out. Like anybody with a good D line, good front seven, I think can probably do that to you. And we've seen now in those two situations, I mean, those are probably two, the two best front sevens they faced and the same thing happened each time and everything. It's like, it's like playing Jenga. It's that last block. And then everything else comes crashing down when, when they're getting beat that way up front, they're not able to run the ball When they're not able to run the ball. They're, they're not balanced the way that they have been all year. And that's led to, to so much. A lot of that is based off their play action passing game. That's no longer effective when you can't run the ball. And, you know, that's before we even get into whether they're, whether they can pass protect as well, you know, and I think they've done pretty well in that respect for the most part, but if they can't do that either, then you've got a quarterback running around for his life and you can't let routes develop downfield. And, and so everything can point back to that, to them not being able to hold up up front. And I mean, 
Uh, I just know Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a job and a half to to block. Um, and there's there's better D lines I think out there than Indiana. So yeah. yeah, to me that's that's the biggest concern at this point. I thought they had all through the first half of the year. I thought they had taken sort of a step forward, but um, maybe it's just sort of a, a, a an expectation setter of like okay, you know, maybe against middle middle to low tier you know teams that they, that, that they can hold up fine but against the upper crust in terms of that defensive front seven uh maybe not but it was it was i would too now you know and then so yeah i do think that's kind of concerning when you look at the two that 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 did it to him so coach kapilovic he gives you the clipboard and says hey i'm actually going to key west over halloween weekend you're coaching the offensive <laughs> line in, in your opinion like are, are you scrapping this whole platoon thing them like is that I mean, I, I, it certainly doesn't help, I think. I mean, going off last game where, sure, like, Indiana's front is fine. But holy smokes, like, the, Kenneth was getting met by a Hoosier before he was getting met with the handoff at times, I felt like. So, I, I don't know. Like, it, w- would you stray away from this platoon if it was all up to you? Or would you still give this whole nine, essentially starting offensive lineman thing a whirl? Right. Yeah, I don't... I, it, it's it's unusual to me. I'm not a fan of it traditionally. I understand right. though why they're doing it this year, and I have a boatload of respect for Chris Kapilovic and what he's done. Oh, same. Um, yeah. and, you know, so I don't want to sound like I'm I'm knocking him or you know uh, or saying that he should or do shouldn't do this. Like he is the expert. I'm going to go with what he says. <laughs> um, and like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of him. I think he's a hell of a coach. But just for, traditionally for me, yeah, I think the same five. Um, there's benefits to that. I think there's reasons that, that that's sort of the, the historic approach. But again, I see why they do it. I don't know if you're saying, I, you know, he throws me the keys, I'm in charge. I don't know what I would do because I just think that, that people smarter than me got to come up with some alternatives, you know, to if that has to happen. I mean, if you just can't do it, you just can't do it. You know, you, I don't think turning to these to anybody that's younger who's never played is the answer. So you kind of got the guys you got. And let's say something like that happens again, like an Indiana-Nebraska deal where they're just not up to the task up front. Then you got to come up with some alternatives. And how do you get it outside? Or how do you play through it? How do you how do you lessen that? Like they, we saw a little bit in Miami when they were getting beat up a little bit. They they sort of slowed them down with some of the motions and misdirection stuff going on in the backfield, making them think twice and all that. Things like that. Like what are some countermeasures? Like all right, guys, if we run into a situation where we can't run the football the way we want, then how do we escape this and, and not end up, uh, you know, completely toothless? So um, I think Peyton Thorne and the receivers are a capable group to do that. And, and they, you know, I thought that they probably would have and definitely should have done that down at Indiana. But uh, maybe the next time they will. And uh, that's what you have to hope for. But like I said, some sort of countermeasures to if that happens again, because based on what we've seen, I, I think that could happen again. We will be back in a hot second with our guy Stephen Brooks to round out the show, but first need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. Before going any further, oh man, limited flavor blueberry muffin is dropping very soon on Built.com. you got to go grab some. Uh, they sent us some samples, and I, I almost just finished like all four in one sitting. They are sensational. Uh, if you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, guys, you are missing out. They say it is a protein bar. Sure, yeah, technically it is, but my goodness gracious, does it just taste like a candy bar or like a physical blueberry muffin, like I just said. They're incredible. Uh, no, they're not the protein bars that are like chalky or waxy. You know, it doesn't feel like you're... Uh, eating a candle covered in some cheap chocolate. No, 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 no. It's made with real 100% chocolate, and you know that you are tasting the flavor that's actually on the wrapper, unlike some other protein bars, too. It is sensational. They're low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So you get all the great benefits while eating something that tastes, once again, like a candy bar. Another great thing about Built Bar, 
is the flavors, guys. Uh, blueberry muffin, limited time, just like I said. But also, coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. And this month, that's right, guys. Three to four limited time flavors. So check the website often. Go on Built.com, check it out. And also, when you check out of Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. That's right. Use promo code LOCKED15, all one word, and get 15% off your order. One more time, guys. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. That's right. And also, I've got to talk to you fine folks about BetOnline.ag. We are back and better than ever at BetOnline.ag with a new website interface. For the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new website. Use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Now, how do you unlock that, you might say? Well, you got to smash in promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, LOCKEDON, and that will get you your sweet, sweet 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From football to basketball to baseball to NHL, boxing, UFC, don't forget the golf. That's right. It's not on the ad read, but boys are golfing. Uh, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's betonline.ag, where the game begins. All right, let's get back to talking with our guy, Stephen Brooks. And that's the thing, too. Like, you mentioned Thorne, Reed, Naylor. I mean, Walker's still on the team. So, like, now I'm at a crossroads of, like, yeah, I'm concerned about the offensive line. But oddly enough, like, I'm not too concerned about maybe the offense long term because you still do have those weapons. Oh, but then again, like, if you ain't blocking, like, the the run's not going to work. You're going to have time to develop these deep routes. So, like... I guess I'm going to boil down the question to this is like, are you concerned about the whole offense long-term too? I mean, how, how, how much should we be shook about this going forward? Yeah, decently. I mean, against, against good teams, I think like, look, they, they we're halfway through the season. They've shown some things. They can do some stuff to some people. Right. Um, it is as generic as that, as that line just was, but like, look, they're, they're a capable, legitimate offense, but everything is so much harder. If, and certain things are impossible when you, when you're just not playing well up front or just, or, or worse, you know, um, you can sort of ham and egg it together as Tom Izzo would say on a bad day and piece some things together. Nice. Like, like the Michigan game last year, you know, that, I mean, I didn't think they were dominant in that game, but they did, they, they got just enough uh, out of that group. You know, they did just enough to open a few holes, get these six, seven yards, keep yourself on schedule. Didn't put too much on Rocky Lombardi. Of course he made a lot of big throws that game, but they, they had the balance. They had that, um, that rhythm they did just enough even though it wasn't a dominant performance so something like that you know they can get through but I think anybody with a like I said with a with a real good d-line real good front seven or just somebody who knows how to bring pressure um then I think that could be a concern and that's that's the weak link of the offense right now I think it's safe to say that I mean we've seen everybody else have some great moments so however much they can how, how good they can be and or how much they can overcome in spite of them, I think is kind of this is what will determine the ceiling of this offense now. And want to end on a you know somewhat happy note here. I mean, I want to be total dread the entire time, and that's my fault too. I apologize. Um, what was better? Well, we had fun I, at the beginning. Have, yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. Um, I'll, I'll keep that in. I won't edit it out then. Um, <laughs> what was better? I, I haven't brought this up on the pot all week. I'm sorry, uh, but what was better? Tyler Hunt's throw or Peyton Thorne's catch against Indiana? Like I, I keep waffling back and forth because like. I, Thorn high point the ball and toe tapping was 10 out of 10 but 
Tyler Hunt off his back led 30 yards of airtime for the ball between two defenders. Like, okay, sure. So I got to, I got to go back and watch Hunt more then. Cause there's, there's a lot of Hunt fans. So for me, it's Thorne and it was Thorne right away. And, and through the replay, I was like, oh my gosh, but maybe I just got too enamored with him. Cause I do hear a lot of people uh, in the Tyler Hunt camp there. So I'll give him credit. Um, uh, like I said, I'll have to go back and look. But, man, Thorns was so impressive. Um, they, I mean, he's he's not the tallest dude. He was kind of, like, in the shadows there. Like, it just dropped right in, which, you know, again, not a Tyler Hunt. But he, he, I don't know if he could have really seen much of the trajectory and to, to yeah. get himself inbounds there. Um, super nice, super nice catch. And then, uh, you know, basically their best drive of the day right there. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. That was kind of – you kind of – like I was, I was saying on uh, Jack Ebling show yesterday, there was – there's always been some of these like urban legends surrounding uh, Tyler Hunt, like right. going back to like the D'Antonio era. Like he said something once about him throwing like 50 yards with either hand or something, or, or 60 maybe even. Uh, I think he threw a touchdown pass like with his with his offhand in high school or something like that. So there's all these little tales of Tyler Hunt, and so we got to see a uh, sort of sort of part of that um, come through there in that play. So that was awesome. He's a real life Paul Bunyan. It's amazing. Um, really quick before I let you go, you, you're a media member. You you work in that world, so I figure I'll ask you this: who, who who do I go to about this weekend's college football slate? This is criminal. Are you kidding me? Like this, no top twenty five matchups. Like pretty much all the primetime games are double digit spreads. Stephen, this sucks. What, what am I going to do on this bye week? Just actually be a functioning father and husband? Like what? Yeah. Why? Yeah, it is. It is. You're going to know you're going to you got a big event coming up. Um, so you, yeah, you got to do that. You're going to have fun with that. Card. And then just just do what I'm doing, man. I'll tell you, just get out that to do list and uh, scratch them off, scratch off as many as you can while we still got some decent weather here and whatever else you got to take care of. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do all week. Fine. All right, I guess. All right. Well, I'll, it's perfect. I'll you don't want to spend too much energy, too much of your betting account, too much anything uh, this weekend with with everything we got next weekend. So just uh, That's true. you know, it's a nice it's a nice build up, charge the batteries type of situation, and then then it's full speed ahead. I I am going to be hedging the hell out of my happiness uh, on October thirtieth. <laughs> there will be a a forty unit bet placed on the Wolverines here because if I got to watch those guys win, I I want to be paid handsomely for it. So uh, it's called taking one for the team, there, Stephen. That's uh, what I like to call that. So that's a, that's an interesting study, like the price of happiness. Like I will spend X what? amount to be happy. Like I'm happy losing X amount if my team wins. I you know buy- that, that way. My my betting account bankroll has been an elevator down because, as you know, MSU <laughs> is six and one against the spread this year. And well, guess who bets against MSU? Hey, but I'm I'm thrilled every single week. It's great. I've never been happier to be losing money, man. I mean, it's this wow. is fantastic. So, yeah, hey, it's just how right, I live. But what a year for your team to to not be on the ride with them like that. Ah, oh, that's tough. I get it. I get it. Emotionally, I'm on the ride. Yeah, listen, sure, hey, sure, I, sure. I, it's it's not like I'm rooting for them. Like, okay, come on, Indiana, please get a field goal here to cover the spread. It's like, no, I still want to win those games by like a hundred points. Like, <laughs> I just don't need the stress of my life. But yeah, um, it's it's a it's a strategy that well works literally one out of seven times this year. So yeah, there we go. There not we bad, go. not bad. No, no, so, yeah, <laughs> it could be win. worse. I, I suppose but it could be zero seven. You know, not yeah. not one six. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, hey, Stephen, R- really appreciate it, man. Everyone, uh, you guys know where to find him. 24 7 sports on Twitter. Um, what's Stephen M. Brooks? Is that? Is that Stephen uh, Twitter, uh, Stephen M. Underscore Brooks. Underscore Some other jerk has uh, the, other, the other handle. So. All right. Well, don't we'll go don't bother him, though. I'm sure he's a good guy. 
Eh, we'll see about that. I don't know. I'm kind of in a mood this week on Twitter, Steve, and I'm ready to go after anyone. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll take them down for you. No worries. So hey, thanks uh, a lot, man. You're the best. Yep. Love Talk you. To you later. You're the best, man. See you. All right. See ya. Once again, huge, huge thanks to Steven for letting me pry him away from uh, some home projects he's doing during the bye week to talk about uh, Michigan State football and, and a bunch of other hijinks that I like to bring up to start every conversation with Steven. So, no, he's, he's the man. He's awesome. And, uh, yeah, excited. Already for next week's uh, breakdown for the Michigan game with our guy Steven Brooks. Uh, tomorrow's show, like I said, guys, it was a, a mashup episode with the guy over at Locked on Hawkeyes. That's right, and that guy I'm referring to is the one, the only, Andrew Wade. Always love chatting with my guy, Andrew. Um, I'm not the biggest Iowa Hawkeye fan in the entire world, but, man, God, love talking to Andrew. Like, me and him just click. It's it's great. He, he almost makes me like Iowa. It's it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, that's tomorrow's show. And then on Friday, we do chat with three-time Paul Bunyan winner. That's right, MSU great receiver Mark Dell hops on the podcast to talk about what he sees in this year's team, what his time was like playing against Michigan, and all that fun stuff, guys. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff to round out the week for you as well. And once again, just want to thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. You guys are the best. And if you're looking for some more Big Ten football in your life, may I interest you in the Locked on Big Ten podcast with Nate Dickinson. That's right, guys. Let the soothing tones of Nate Dickinson uh, welcome you every single day after this show, of course. All right, guys. Hey, let's have a day. Let's go. Go green. Love you all. Let's go. Let's go.